Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last two drives to the Rams. Three and out. Huge first half for Warner. Less than a mediocre second half. Georgia Frontier. Park pounding at the 27-yard line. Warner to throw. Going deep downfield, adjusting for it is Isaac Bruce. And Isaac Bruce threads his way for a touchdown. 73 yards. A couple of Hall of Famers that helped the St. Louis Rams win Super Bowl 34 down in Atlanta. And one of those Hall of Famers, Kurt Warner, is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN with Michelle Smallman. This is Randy Carricker And Kurt, good morning. Thanks for taking some time with us. How are you doing? I am doing extremely well, guys. Just uh, traveling around, enjoying the season at this point. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's all good considering uh, it's a crazy year for all of us. But uh, all things considered, things are going well for me. It is a crazy year, Kurt, and as you know, a lot of people are putting up their Christmas trees, and we put up our sports tree the other night with our Kurt Warner ornament (laughs) that we still have. How aware are you that there are Kurt Warner ornaments out there in the world? Well, I mean, that's the uh, the amazing thing about social media is uh, come this time of year, you do see, you know, a few shots here and there of of those old Hallmark, um, you know, ornaments that, that go up on people's trees, and so... Nice to uh, to think back to those times and, and uh, that crazy run that we had. So I'm aware of it to some degree. If it wasn't for social media, I probably would have no clue. It occurred, a lot of people in St. Louis have been putting up Christmas trees early because we need any sort of joy infusion in 2020. But hey, I was putting up my Christmas tree on Sunday as I was watching the slate of NFL games. And there's so many interesting young quarterbacks in the league right now. So if you had to put stock in one of these young quarterbacks that you think will have a great future, who would Kurt Warner put stock in? Well, I mean, that's a great question. Um, there are a lot of different young quarterbacks. And, you know, I think that's where you kind of have to break it down. Uh, And I'm going to give you two. I mean, obviously, you know, being in Arizona now and Kyler Murray in my backyard, um, you know, he intrigues me um, that I still think he's got a ways to go as a, as a passer and to learn all the nuances of playing the position, but uh, he's so exciting and he's such a playmaker. And you do feel like when he's on the squad that, uh, that your team has a chance every time out. So I'm excited to watch him and to watch his growth. Um, and, you know, he, he's a guy that can do, obviously, he can run and pass. Uh, very talented in, in both regards. Um, and another guy that I really like is Joe Burrow. Um, you know, I think more of to how I played the game, uh, his ability to see coverages, decipher what he's seeing, get the ball out on time, all of those things, he has done extremely well for a rookie. And those are things to me that translate long-term, right? You have the athleticism and that can carry you for a while, but the ability to actually see defenses decipher and make the throws 
like a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady is something that uh, can equal longevity in this business. And so those are a couple guys. And as you said, there's a lot of good young quarterbacks out there, but those are a couple guys that, that stand out that, uh, that I would be happy to build my franchise around uh, if I owned a franchise. Kurt, speaking of Kyler Murray, what was your reaction when you watched him on that Hale Murray play, the way he was able to roll out to the opposite side and place that ball perfectly for DeAndre Hopkins? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, amazing, you know, because, you know, you understand that there's two elements to, uh, to every Hail Mary. And the first one is being able to hold the ball long enough and avoid the pass rush so you can get set and, and make a throw. Uh, and then the ability to, you know, loft the ball in such a way that your receiver has a chance to kind of gauge it and, and go get it. And, uh, to watch him, uh, a do the first one, which, uh, you know, you sit back and you go, I don't know how many guys elude that pressure that he sees to put himself in a position. Uh, and then, you know, the arm talent and, and ability to understand how to make that throw. Uh, so DeAndre can, can kind of gauge it and, and get in the right spot and go up amongst those, uh, those three defenders and make that play. And so uh, Hail Marys are always fun. Um, but, you know, t- to watch how he did that and how he put it all together uh, is extremely impressive. And, and it's fun to watch you know, guys that, that you say to yourself, I'm not sure too many guys could do that. So to see those special players make those special plays is, uh, is always fun. Hall of Famer Kurt Warner with us on 101 ESPN. Kurt, as you prepare for a game like last night, we heard you here on 101 ESPN with the Vikings and the Bears, or when you get your stat packet from NFL Network and you evaluate a quarterback statistically, and you're going to tell us how to evaluate a quarterback, what are the first one or two things that you look at statistically to evaluate a quarterback? Um, well, again, it, it changes depending on who the player is. And that's something that I've learned over the years is, um, you know, when, when I first started analyzing things, I, I think the first thing that you do is you start kind of analyzing players based on how you play. And so I think I put more stock early in, as I was talking about with Joe Burrow, the ability to see coverages and decipher and get the ball out on time and, do those things in the pocket that you have to do at this level, but things that, uh, that I did really well. And so I valued that a little bit more. Um, now that I've done this for a while, what I come to realize each and every year is that there's a lot of different ways to play quarterback in the NFL. And not everybody is going to be great um, at what you do in the pocket. But if you're not great there, then you've got to find ways to be great uh, doing other things. And now you have the guys like the Patrick Mahomes and the Russell Wilsons and those types of guys, the Sean Watsons, um, that do so many incredible things off schedule. And outside of that, that you have to kind of try to analyze things a little bit differently. And so each quarterback, you have to analyze them uh, differently. So there's no one way, Randy, to to do that. And so uh, that's what you kind of have to learn. And you have to take it all in is that I want quarterbacks that can make the layups is what I say, meaning – you have to be able to read and take the throws and make the throws you're supposed to make. And then beyond that, you have to be able to give me something special. And what is that? For some guys, it simply looks like Tom Brady in the pocket making the throws and the reads he's supposed to make. And he does that in a special way. For other guys like a Russell Wilson, it might not be you know those in-the-pocket extra throws, but it's what he does running around and being able to create it, being able to make – specific throws on the move. And so that's what makes, I think, the position so hard. 
to really gauge, you know, what a guy's going to be from college to the pros. Um, and then to understand that it doesn't have to look one way. And I think for a lot of evaluators and what have you, it's tough to evaluate different ways and go, oh, well, this guy can be just as effective as this guy. It's just going to look completely different, but I'm okay with that. And, um, you know, and so that's what makes it such a beautiful position. But I think what makes it so, so difficult to really gauge uh, who's going to be great at the NFL level and who's not, because you, you can't always measure that stuff until sometimes you just you see it at the highest level. Kurt, I thought it was interesting last night with the Bears and the Vikings, and you had tweeted over the weekend about how the greatest show on turf changed the way the game is played, and I thought last night was a perfect example because before Mike Martz got here, and before you started for the Rams in 99, pretty much every team came out with a running back or two and three wide receivers, and you guys regularly in opening series would come out four wide with an empty backfield. We saw that with both teams last night, and everybody does that now, and that never happened before the greatest show on turf. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. And, you know, just like I was saying, you know, with the quarterbacks, is you come to realize that, uh, you know, quarterbacks can play different ways. I think when you have teams like that, uh, you start to understand, oh, you can actually win different ways in the NFL. And I, I do believe, you know, when you're talking about Randy you know, a couple decades ago, that people felt like, well, if you're going to win in the NFL, you've got to be able to run the football and you've got to be able to, to dominate the line of scrimmage. And obviously those are always components no matter what area you play in. But, you know, it showed people that, hey, there are different ways to win and there are different ways to put pressure on defenses. Um, and, you know, that is, is one of the things that I think people have taken and going, okay, we've really got to play to our skill set. Uh, as opposed to just playing one brand of football. Uh, and, you know, that, that to me is what makes it fun, is when uh, somebody can kind of open up your imagination to what the possibilities are. And, um, and I think we were able to do that as a unit with The Greatest Show on Turf, is just kind of let people know, hey, you know, if you have the pieces, there are different ways to win in the NFL. And, you know, and then you guys know now the rules are all kind of skewed to the offense. And so with that being the case, um, now I think you just see more and more teams do that because the rules are advantageous to do that. But with all that being said, you look every year at the playoff teams and teams that make run in the playoffs. And, you know, primarily those are teams that run the football very well and dominate the line of scrimmage. So that still is very, very important. But, um, you know, in, in, in an era when it's all about scoring points and high flying and throw first, uh, I think a lot of that was ushered in by by our group in St. Louis. Kurt, the top tier of teams is pretty solidified in the AFC, but as you look through the landscape of the NFC, which team do you think is the best right now? It's a great question. Um, and you know, we were talking about that on our, our NFL game day morning show on Sunday. And what I really believe with the NFC is I don't know if there's one dominant team, and I don't know if there will be one dominant team in the NFC. I really believe it's going to come down to matchups. And you see that again quite often come playoff time, that it's not always about the best team being able to run the table. It's about do you get the best matchups for what you do? And, uh, you know, we, we've seen, you know, the, the Packers play against the Bucks, and the Bucks were just too physical, whereas the Packers seem to be more of a kind of a finesse team, um, and they're going to play really well against teams that aren't quite as physical. And then we see the Saints uh, have the ability to kind of play both ways, and they seem to have Tampa Bay's 
number there. You know, Seattle is always going to be an X factor because they can score and they've got a, a quarterback in Russell Wilson that can do things. But if you can manhandle them defensively and own the line of scrimmage like the Rams did the other night, or we've seen a couple other teams do that, um, they're going to struggle because their defense is that bad. And so I don't really know how it's going to shake out. Now Drew Brees with the injury going to be out a while. What does that mean for the Saints? Um, so it, to me, it's always one of those, okay, got to have home field advantage um, because that, that's going to loom large, even though you know right now it's, it's a different home field advantage. But not traveling is always a good thing. And it's going to come down to who your matchups are come playoff time and how you match up with those teams in the areas where you know your strengths and weaknesses I think we'll go a long way in determining who represents the NFC in the, in the Super Bowl. It was another successful Warner's warm-up for Kurt's First Things First Foundation. Kurt and Brenda always doing great work in St. Louis. And it's amazing to me, Kurt, and I know it is to you, that St. Louisans still respond. And I know that you were able to generate a lot of coats for underprivileged people this year with Warner's warm-up earlier this month. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's incredible to us as well, Randy, is that um, the people there, the community there never, never disappoints. They understand, uh, there's always a need and, and they step up for that need. And, uh, even in the midst of the pandemic where we were kind of, you know, running around trying to figure out how we were going to do that and what that was going to look like. And, uh, you know, trying to create some drop-off locations, uh, you know, where people could just drive through and drop off their coats, um, amidst what's going on. And, uh, we thank all of our sponsors for, for being a part of that and continuing to promote it. But we thank all the people there that, um, once again, they showed up in, in incredible ways. And, you know, Brenda and myself uh, and all of us at First Things First were, were amazed once again that even in the midst of, uh, of everything going on, that the people there uh, showed their true colors, as they always do, and we're grateful to them. Uh, and it will go a long way in, uh, in helping people this winter. Kurt, we're thrilled that we can still hear you all the time, whether it's on Westwood One and here on 101 ESPN or watch you on NFL Network. It's great. Have a great Thanksgiving, you and your family, and a happy holiday season. Awesome. Happy holidays to you guys as well. Always great to talk to you. Thanks, Kurt. See you later. That is the great Kurt Warner, the Hall of Famer, joining us on 101 ESPN. Isn't it amazing that all these years he and Brenda have continued to pour back into St. Louis and serve the community? It's remarkable. When you think about the fact that his last year here was 2003, his last start was in September of 2003, and here we are in November of 2020, and whether it's the Warner's warm-up or Homes for the Holidays where he provides a home for an underprivileged family Mm -hmm. or taking kids from uh, airports to Disney World for trips for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, what they do is unbelievable. And that's what makes Kurt beyond the football, which was great, but it's what makes Kurt one of the most revered and beloved athletes in the history of our town is what he continues to do for our community. And the Rams leaving St. Louis was sad for a lot of reasons, but the community impact that so many former players had and continue to have on St. Louis is a big part of that. The NFL platform and some of the great people that came into our community through the vessel that is football is something that is missed. It yeah. really is. Kurt Isaac, you still see Orlando around town. Tori is still very involved in the community. Chris Long. Chris Long is amazing in our community. So yeah, the, those guys are what it's all about. Coming up, we've got the fight here on 101 ESPN.